0: Welcome to The Extra, the show that connects you with the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. Well, the Fine Arts Center at Colorado College is an incredible local treasure that houses the Bemis School of Art, a world-class theater and an art museum featuring an extensive permanent collection along with new exhibits. And today we are joined by the directors of each department to talk about some of the exciting events and activities coming up at the Fine Arts Center, such as available art classes for the public, ongoing and upcoming theater productions such as Water by the Spoonful and Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus, the musical, definitely one for the kids as well, as well as the museum's two newest exhibitions, Clarence Shivers, Experimenting with Form, and Wang No, Ungrafting. And joining us this morning to talk about all these programs and much more, we're so pleased to have with us Tara Thomas, director of the Bemis School of Art. Tara, welcome to the show. Good morning, and thank you so much for having me. You bet. So a little later on, we're going to be checking with the other guests, Christopher Sheely, produ- producing artistic director, and Michael Cristiano, director of visual arts and museum. But before we get to them, let's start with Tara. Let's ease in to this, and let's talk a little bit more about what the Bemis School of Arts is for those who might not have heard about it before.
1: Yeah, primarily it is a community hands-on art school. So, we start with six-year-olds learning different aspects of art. Um, They can go into the galleries and see art on the wall and then come back and make some art. We have about 40 to 50 teaching artists, so a variety of different mediums, teaching styles, And we go through adult classes. We have ceramics and painting, uh, jewelry making, a huge variety of different types
0: of classes for different skill levels and different ages. And and I think you brought this uh, kind of to the fore because there are some people who express through art as naturally as anyone. But there are some people who maybe need permission to express themselves through art personally. And, uh, and, and, and these classes are a great way to do it. What are some of the classes that you'll be offering coming up?
1: Oh my gosh. I have this great um, partnership with UCCS. Um, It's a ceramics and sort of a painting class combined. Um, The artist Yana will be showing her work at UCCS at the gallery of contemporary art And she also has a a lecture coming up, and then she's gonna come join us for a weekend workshop. Um, That is happening on March 16th, and there are spaces available and open for that workshop. Um, We have um, our summer camps out right now. Um, Those are called Art and Acting um, in the Forest. Those happen at... um, Uh, Black Forest at the uh, La Conference and Resort Center. Um, We have a partnership with them for almost 15 years of doing these camps. And the founder of the Fine Arts Center, one of the founders, um, Alice Bemis-Taylor, that was her summer home. There's Uh. 400 acres in Black Forest for these kids to do some art, do some acting, there's... Um, swimming and hiking and so many opportunities at these camps. And there's still a few spaces available.
0: Yeah. Talk about inspiring in your location, finding the inspiration (laughs) Mm -hmm, in nature outside. Um, Mm -hmm. So you talked a little bit about uh, ceramics. There's an upcoming partnership with UCCS Mm -hmm. uh, for a ceramics workshop. (laughs) Tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's um, only going to be a three-hour workshop, so it's going to kind of be a quick one. But this opportunity came up um, from UCCS and we were like, oh, let's jump on it. It's a visiting artist. So it's um, someone from um, out of town that has been brought in um, for this exhibition at UCCS. And we were asked if we could offer this ceramics workshop with this this artist. And so we're really excited. It's going to be a hand building, but it's also very painterly. So with the glazes that they'll be using, it's going to be very, very painterly
0: as well. So
1: painters might like it. Ceramic artists are going to like it. So I
0: think it's really going to be exciting. And you touched on this. It sounded like uh, the art and acting in the mm-hmm. forest, the kids' camps this mm-hmm. summer. I mean, because this is the time when parents, parents out there, if you're listening, yes. if you don't mm-hmm. start planning your summer camp experiences <laughs> now, you'll lose out because I've waited too long in the past when my kid was little. So let's talk about those.
1: Yeah, they um, the students will start, it's a, it's a five-day camp, so it's a week long um, for six to 11-year-olds. And um, they'll start out doing artwork in the morning, and then they'll have their lunch and might go swimming. There's a huge, beautiful labyrinth out there for them to walk. Um, There's lots to do um, in the forest. Um, It's Like you said, it's such a beautiful location. And then they learn about doing some acting skills, and the final day, the Friday, they do a performance and an art show for the parents. Oh. And so it's a really great way to spend a week or several weeks. We have a lot of um, parents that sign their kids up for
0: multiple weeks um, during the summer for these camps. And it's a day camp experience? It's a day camp. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and where do they drop off? <laughs> I mean, where is it? Is it located that La Foray up there? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's up at the La
1: Foray camp. And um, they take care of all of the check-in. Um, you know, all of that sort of thing. We have a consistent um, sort of camp counselor that stays with the kids the entire time. So it's safe, it's, you know, it's fresh air, it's sunshine, it's art, it's acting. And so it's been really fantastic for
0: 15 years. We've been doing this with La fantastic okay so all of these offerings are, are offered through your catalog and i know mm-hmm. the summer catalog is where a lot of these summer programs yeah. are going to be when does that come out and where are some of the classes that you think will inspire maybe others to uh, you know give art a chance
1: yeah we have um the thing that i really like about some of our selections is you don't have to come in being an artist um, we have classes that you don't know how, don't know how, have to know how to draw. Um, I think that always freaks everybody out. Is like, oh my God, I'm going to have to draw. Um, you can come in and do water marbling on scarves. Um, you can do jewelry. Um, we have beading and then we also have some micro torch classes. Um, we have lots of ceramics classes. We go through over nine tons of clay <laughs> a year for our classes. Um, ceramics classes. <laughs> <laughs> and we we cart those in by hand, <laughs> oh boy <laughs> um, yeah, it's a lot of clay. Um, and then we also have classes that are more for the 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 folks that are interested in drawing or interested in painting or have some experience as well. Um, we've got a variety of different instructors um, at all levels. and so some of them are showing their work at at galleries um in Santa Fe. some of them, you know, just um, do fairs or Etsy. You know, you just never know. But we have this great variety of of teaching artists. And so they come up with these fantastic
0: um, workshops Great. Well, if people yeah. want to find out more, um, the website overall is fac.coloradocollege.edu. and is that where people can find the program? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, they can
1: just go to the art school tab. The summer catalog officially will be out um in April, and um, but the Lafayette camps they can
0: register for now. Tara Thomas, thank you for joining us here on thank the you Extra. Very much. We'll take a short break when we come back more, and this will be with the Director of Visual Arts and Museum from the Fine Arts Center. We're back with the Extra, and our guests continue from the Fine Arts Center at Colorado College. Michael Cristiano is joining us on the KRDO Newsline right now. He is the Director of Visual Arts and Museum. Good morning, Michael. Good
2: morning, it's great to be with you.
0: Oh, so glad to have you with us ungrafting is the next exhibition and it's opening soon tell us a little bit about what to expect from something titled ungrafting
2: sure yeah so the exhibition opens this friday march 1st and it is it features work by hung no uh, who is an artist who's currently residing in uh, san diego california um, It's it's a really poetic powerful and thought-provoking exhibition that that contains uh, photography, mixed media installation, sound, video work, a real range of of material. and And Hung is really interested in grafting as a metaphor. and and uh, for those who are, are perhaps not gardeners, um, uh, grafting is is um, when you take uh, one plant or tree and bind it to another. Um, often that is done so that the tree you might be um, bringing into a place has, a, has a, a better chance of of surviving and thriving in a new environment. Um, so uh, Hong is really interested in grafting as a metaphor uh, for colonial endeavors. so so a representation of when a people come to another place uh, to extract resources from from that place, because often, when people uh, move from one place to another, they will take uh, plants, trees with them to make wherever it is they're relocating to feel a little more familiar, um, often at the expense of, of the local plants and, and, and tree life. so, so for, for Hong, it's a really the, the notion of grafting is a, a kind of representation of that process that has happened. Um, and so for this particular exhibition, uh, she has uh, she's made uh, several new works of art. Um, that began in a, a research visit to the National archives in uh, in France, where she discovered some images uh, that French colonists to Indochina took of of natural plants. And that for her inspired a whole series of of work that led to this idea of of ungrafting. How do you undo? this process of colonization that has uh, kind of uh, contributed to, to forms of, of harm in, 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 in these places. So the, the work is all kind of a, a meditation on how we revisit and undo that type of thing.
0: I, wow, it sounds very deep. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Very, yeah.
2: It, you will think quite a bit in this exhibition well, and, and leave probably with all kinds of new ideas.
0: Yeah. And and I know a little bit about uh, grafting. So I mean, this is, uh, uh, you know, very fascinating. Uh, so this is the artist's first show in Colorado. Can you tell us about her and how this exhibition came to be?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So so the exhibition was organized by Katia Rivera, who's our curator of contemporary art here at the Fine Arts Center. Uh, and it's been um, developing over the past three years. Uh, exhibitions of this scale that that um, feature newly commissioned works of art often take a while to produce. There's there's a lot that, that goes into it. Um, and Katia first experienced Hong's uh, work in Chicago in 2017. So she's been working with the artist ever since to think about the, the proper moment of, of when to do a show like this. And uh, what's what's really interesting to me about um, the projects that were commissioned specifically for the Fine Arts Center is that it brings together forms of, uh, or, or it's, it's connecting histories in um, Vietnam to histories in Colorado through land use and ways that land has been either mined or extracted or farmed and building relationships across uh, two geographies that, that folks might not ordinarily think to connect. So mm-hmm. so it's exciting for us to think about an artist who's considering international issues and then connecting them very specifically to our, our location here in Colorado Springs.
0: To hyperlocalism. Uh, what are mm-hmm. some of the events that will go along with this exhibition?
2: Oh yeah. So so uh, this Friday, uh, March first at 5:30, we're hosting a panel discussion in the exhibition, uh, featuring the artist and several uh, guest presenters who kind of really dig into the the content of of the the show. and um, And I think it'll be a really interesting opportunity for folks to kind of get more into the the background and history um, that the artist is exploring when making her work.
0: Okay. Well, and so this will be at the FAC. Why don't you tell us like how long and what are the museum hours, et cetera, and, and, and can people see it for free?
2: Oh, yeah. Great question. So so March 1st through July 27th, uh, which which sounds like a long time, but... But you know how we are. We will we will wait till the last minute. So don't wait till the last minute. Come on down and see the show. See it a couple times. Um, we we are open at the museum uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, 10 to 5. We're open late Friday evenings, uh, 10 in the morning till 8 in the evening. And we do have two free days a month at the museum on the second Saturday of the month and the third Friday of the month. So so plenty of opportunity to get down to the, to the Fine Arts Center, check out this and our other exhibitions.
0: Well, we also have this other exhibition that we're going to be talking to, Experimenting with Form. And mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about that in our next segment. We need to take a break here. Michael Cristiano, our guest, one of our three guests from the Fine Arts Center at Colorado College to join us this morning. We're taking a short break here on the extra when we come back more with the fine arts center welcome back to the extra and our guest today michael cristiano who is sharing with us some of what is happening at the fine arts center at colorado college as his position is director of visual arts and museum and so we were talking earlier about the exhibition called ungrafting but now we're going to be talking about a different one that's all about experimenting with form and can you tell us a little bit about this artist and what to expect as a visitor to this exhibition which recently opened?
2: Sure. Yeah, I'm happy to. So, um, uh, experimenting with form features work by uh, Clarence Shivers, who was an artist that we are fortunate to have had here in our community in in Colorado Springs, and and he was an incredibly prolific artist who who moved very fluidly across different um, artistic media, artistic interests. So, so when folks come to the exhibition, um, they'll they'll experience a range of work by by Clarence uh, paintings. Sculpture, uh, some civil war- uh, civil rights material that that he produced from across his uh, career, and and I'd say that the majority of the work comes from uh, somewhere between like late 60s to to middle 2000s. So it's a really lovely range of, of the things that Clarence had been working on across his time as as an artist. Not not fully exhaustive because he you know he was sort of known for going into the studio and and coming out with a brand new paintings. So there's more than we could have shown. um, But it's, I think, uh, nicely representative of of some of the different interests of the artist.
0: So maybe in the art world, uh, you know, this is a familiar name. But uh, for those of us less familiar, can you tell us a little bit about Clarence Shivers? What's his his story and, and, and the impact that he has had?
2: Yeah, so so Clarence is a fascinating person, and you know I've, I've come to sadly I, I didn't know him directly, but I've come to know him through the stories shared with me by by friends and families and, and collectors of of his work. Um, had an interesting life and a life very well lived. He he was a a career aviator. Um, he was in the Air Force for for most of his life. Started flying as a, a Tuskegee Airman uh, way back in, in the day and had always been interested in art making uh, ever since he was a, a kid, I, I've, I've been told um, so he he pursued, he began to pursue art full time uh, once he retired from the the Air Force in, in 1969 he and his his wife Peggy Shivers, who is still uh, very, uh, a very wonderful person, still very active in our community here in, in the Springs moved to Madrid, Spain uh, from 1969 to 1970 where Clarence he painted, he made art, he showed art across Europe. Uh, Peggy's a, an opera singer, so she performed all across Europe. And um, and uh, at the close of that time, 1979, they, uh, both Clarence and Peggy moved back to Colorado Springs where um, he set up a studio and continued to paint for, for the rest of his life. Uh, he's also been described to me frequently as as a mentor uh, to a lot of artists. Uh, I think particularly Artists of color, and particularly artists who are working in the military, who are who are looking for community uh, to support their artistic practice. Um, he's also been described as, as just one of the most lovely and friendly humans on the on the face of the planet, um, and and a philanthropist within our community. He and, and Peggy um, helped to establish uh, a collection of books at the Pikes Creek Library District um, uh, to better represent the the Black experience, and and support artists of color, whether they're visual artists and musicians. So, so just a, a, a true Renaissance person, uh, who is deeply creative and very supportive of so many people.
0: Oh, I, I love that story. And, and certainly what a history here. Mm-hmm. Um, so the work, the artwork that's being shown, uh, how did you acquire it for this show?
2: Yeah, sure. So, so the, and one of the things that's so interest, interesting to me about Clarence is that he was not bound by any particular convention. So when you enter the show, you're going to see works that that uh, read as very representational, realistic, alongside works that are entirely abstract to the point where you might think, "Is this actually the same artist?" And and I, and I think that was that was really interesting for for me to see someone who was working um, so expansively and and who is not. Uh, kind of hemmed in by doing any one particular thing over and over, he really followed his creative bliss. So, so for us, it was important to find works that were representative of this wide variety variety of art. Um, and and most of the work comes from that um, was lent to us by friends and family of the artist. Of course, Peggy Shivers uh, uh, very generously lent a number of works to the exhibition, uh, and others come from Clarence's network from across the country, from Virginia. To um, uh, to Oregon. so so really a, a range of of material um, with with a, a group lent by a group of folks who are just incredibly uh, generous and and um, and wonderful to talk talk with.
0: I love it. So so how can mm-hmm. people see this? How can they see for themselves the impact that uh, this artist had?
2: Yeah. So, so um, uh, everyone's welcome to, to swing on by the the Fine Arts Center Museum. This exhibition opened uh, February second, just a, a few weeks ago, and and will run through July 6th, So, a good long time to get down here. Um, uh, and then we are we are open at the museum uh, Wednesdays thursdays and saturdays from 10 to 5 we're open late on fridays till eight o'clock and we often have you know music and and uh, live performances on friday nights. so it's it's a really nice time to um come down to the Fine Arts center check out check out the exhibition grab a drink listen to some music hang out uh, and then we're we are free on the second saturday and third friday of, of every month so so tons of opportunity to come down and, and see the show
0: and let's not forget that there are maybe some exhibition events that coincide with all this. Tell us about those.
2: Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. So, so we have um, uh, next upcoming, um, we have the Shivers Concert Series Spring Concert, uh, which will be May. Seventeenth um, uh, will feature a variety of, of performers. Uh, that it'll be organized by Peggy Shivers, and it will relate in many ways to the exhibition. That'll begin 5 p.m. here at the Fine Arts Center with the reception, and then we'll we'll move over to Packard Hall on the the Colorado College campus for the ex- for the performance itself. Um, and then a little later in, in the year, uh, uh, Saturday, June 15th, we are organizing uh, a jazz concert. Um, uh, Clarence was, was very into jazz. There's some works of art um, in the exhibition that references interest in jazz. He was, he was himself a piano player, a, a trumpet player. So we, we thought we'd um, organize a jazz show. And during the show, we're going to show a lot of images of many of the works that we couldn't fit in the exhibition, but wanted to show with, share with people anyway.
0: I love it. I love it. Okay, so uh, all of this going on at the Fine Arts Center. People can find out more at fac.coloradocollege.edu. I wish we had more time to talk about some of these uh, fascinating exhibits, but Michael Cristiano, Director of Visual Arts and Museum, I just want to thank you for coming and joining us this morning here on The Extra.
2: Thanks for having me. It was, it was really fun to, to chat.
0: Well, and uh, I think all of the people out there, whether they be budding artists or just artists on the inside, <laughs> will hopefully find something uh, to tingle their senses. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about some main stage shows that will entertain folks at the Fine Arts Center. Keep on listening here at KRDO News Radio. We're back with our last segment, The Extra. We're focusing on the Fine Arts Center at Colorado College, a wonderful institution and asset to our community that uh, I think people probably don't tap into enough because uh, to have something of this caliber here in our community really is something to brag about. Christopher Shelley, Sheely, Producing Artistic Director, is joining us now here on the KRDO Newsline. Did I pronounce the last name right?
3: You got it. You got it right the second time. Second Thank, time. You. Thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So Sheely. Correct.
3: That okay. is
0: correct. All right. So you are currently staging on the main stage, Water by the Spoonful. Now we're going to give people just a couple more chances to watch it because unfortunately we're toward the end of the run. Tell us what Water by the Spoonful is about and what people can expect.
3: Yeah, it is. Um, I'll start by saying it is a beautiful, uh, moving, powerful story about uh, about real life issues, but ultimately about hope and redemption. It centers around um, uh, an ex marine who was wounded in the Iraqi war, and he he, like his family, struggle with. Uh, both addiction, but also family dynamics. So he he comes back uh, wounded. He he is dealing with his PTSD. He is dealing with um, an addiction issue that stems from his wound <clears throat> that he sustained. Uh, but you know it's 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 a it's beautiful because it's real life. Uh, one of the reasons we programmed this was uh, the the. The need to tell this story, particularly in the in the community that we live in, with so many uh, both active duty and military veterans, um, and and you know, so it's 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 heady. It's a challenging show, but as I said, it's really it really in the end is about hope and redemption, and it questions the. Uh, the idea of family dynamic and is is blood thicker than water, and where do you acquire your your best, most meaningful relationships, and how to how do you work together? It's it, it truly is moving. It, it's the only play to have ever won the Pulitzer Prize before it was produced, which is kind of unique. Oh yeah. And uh, the woman who wrote it, Kiara Alegría Hudes, actually wrote the book for Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights, that was so popular that we produced last year. Uh, So anyway, you're you're quite right, there's tonight through Sunday, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday evening, two shows on Saturday, and we close out on Sunday. I will, if I can plug, there's a a 50% off ticket offer for all military personnel active and uh, inactive, and, and that extends to all their tickets, and we were really trying to provide access to those people because we we really felt like it might be good, but I always put a content warning on it as well. As I've described it, it's, it, it can be a lot. So we don't want anybody to be surprised by that. It
0: might be triggering in a way, uh, depending on your particular situation and background.
3: Correct. That's correct. And depending on where people are in their healing process, you know, that's, that's different for everyone. So, but, uh, but yeah, it is, it is truly a lovely show. I'm, I'm really Pleased we were able to do it, and, and also I'll say it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's a stunningly uh, beautiful and engaging show um, in every way.
0: Water by the Spoonful is the title. And we've been mentioning this website throughout this newscast, but we'll uh, say it again fac.coloradocollege.edu is where you can find out more information or buy tickets. So let's talk about an upcoming show that's on a much lighter side, I think, just from the judging from the title and from the book. I know, Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus, the musical. Jazz Hands. I did Jazz Hands for that last bit. The musical. (laughs) The musical, I appreciate that. It is, uh,
3: you know, we we try very hard to program something for everyone in our community, and this is no exception. This is the first year since before the shutdown that we have brought back our children's programming. So this is the second offering this year. We started with Balloonacy in the fall, and now we are getting ready on Saturday morning to open Mo Willems' classic, Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus, the musical. And um, yeah, it's, it's lighthearted in every way. And as you might surmise from the title uh, the pigeon wants to drive the bus. And for many, many really solid reasons, the pigeon should not Not drive drive the the bus. bus. (laughs) (laughs) Not the least of which is his feet don't reach their feet. Don't reach the pedals. Um, It is, it is super fun. It is a musical. Uh, It is directed by theater works his own uh producing artistic director caitlin Lowens. it's charming and fun in every way and i'll say for me children's theater and as a as a dad myself i always want to go and be entertained as well i think that's the best time for families is when people when the family of all ages gets to enjoy it and that is true pigeon i was sitting in in a technical rehearsal and a dress rehearsal last night and i was laughing myself silly and imagining the kiddos being there this weekend laughing as well and um, tickets tickets for that are 15 to 25 dollars uh, depending and uh, uh, it runs for four weekends uh two shows Saturday and two shows Sunday each weekend.
0: Oh, that's perfect. I mean, I can't think of a better uh, family outing, something like this. I I know just the guy who's probably going to be uh, taking some kiddos to that. So uh, how fun is that? And uh, don't let the pigeon drive the bus. And jazz hands optional. I prefer them. That's correct. (laughs) When you say the musical. (laughs) What else do you have in store for audiences this season for the theater?
3: Um, So we we have two two things one more produced show on the main stage and for people who don't know we have two two different theaters we have a large larger theater where we do most of our adult programming and then our 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 family programming our ch- children's programming takes place in a much more intimate smaller theater that only seats 99 and it lets the kiddos get real close but um to your to your actual question we we round out the season with um with the cultural phenomenon rent uh, and you, most people at this point know if you've never seen the story, it's never seen the show. Most people at least know a couple of songs, "Take Me or Leave Me," and most famously, "Seasons of Love." It is, uh, it, you know, it's based originally. It was based loosely on Puccini's La Bohème um,
2: mm-hmm.
3: as a as a backdrop, but uh, it is it is a, 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 a really a modern rock musical. It's set in the '80s. Uh, on the Lower East Side, it is a group of Bohemian artists, young artists trying to make their way in the world and and uh, marking all of the, the struggles that go along with that lifestyle, including at the time, of course, the uh, the AIDS epidemic was just sort of in full bloom, and so that certainly is part of the backdrop. Uh, for that show. it It opens May second. It closes June second, so it runs for five weeks actually. and And I'll also plug because a lot of people don't know this, and this is a perfect show, every every element you see when you come to the Fine Arts Center theater is created uniquely for our community in this moment. So in other words, it's not it doesn't come on a bus and a truck with uh, with a company from out of town. The musicians in the orchestra, they are all local. Uh, most of the actors are local in this production. The artisans who build and craft all the costumes and the scenery and the lighting are all local. So it's, we're, we're, sort of, we're lucky to have that kind of talent here, and it allows us to, to create a fresh telling of every story that we produce. So that's, that's something I always like to plug, because I think a lot of people in my experience find that interesting to know.
0: Well, Christopher, we are out of time, and I know we wanted to talk more about next season's shows and when you're going to announce the lineup, and also the send a student program—a wonderful program where members of the public can uh, they can you know cobble together what they need and and go on your website and send a student, and then those tickets get distributed. And it's a wonderful program, the send a student program, and hopefully people will check it out. Uh, but when will people find out next year's lineup, next season's lineup?
3: April 5th, April 5th, we're having a, a giant shindig, a big clam bake, if you will, Ooh. and announcing all the, all the upcoming program across the FAC
0: fantastic well for folks uh, that get a move on water by the spoonful a wonderful uh, play that is going to be uh, you know experienced by the audience here and is currently being experienced and then that upcoming don't let the pigeons drive the bus the musical I want to give a big thanks to Christopher Sheely producing artistic director of the Fine Arts Center at Colorado College and prior to that Michael Cristiano and we also had to start off Tara Thomas here on this extra show. I wish we had more time with our guests, but we're out of time up against the clock. I'm your host, Shannon Brinius. Hope y'all have a good day. Tom Martino is up next.